Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. you to Undertow 2017, presented by our sister station, 104.3, The Shark, at the Papano Beach Amphitheater, featuring the heydays, unlikely candidates, Coin, Dreamers, Milky Chance, K-Flay, and Group Love. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at 104-3theshark.com. Ethan Skolnick back with Chris Perkins. Big weed, big win, big, big weed, big win for the Miami Heat last night. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Big win for the Miami Heat last night. The guy who called it calls all your games here on 790 The Ticket. will join us right now on Orion, the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. They are truly steps beyond convenient. Our friend of the program, Mike Inglis. Mike, thanks for taking the time. Hey, there's nothing wrong with day drinking, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what that, that's what that was. That's what that was. Uh, well, thanks for sitting in with us, Mike. Um, My pleasure, guys. I want to start here. Uh, the, the move last night to put James Johnson in the starting lineup. Uh, Perk and I, when we signed off the air last night, both of us thought he that Spolster would probably just start Okara White. Mm-hmm. He, li- he likes to keep his bench rotation intact. Are you a little surprised that he made the move? Clearly, it worked. Well, it, it, it worked. I, I think part of the problem was, uh, you know, they were so so limited to how many players they actually would play in that ball game because you know Udonis probably wasn't going to be playing, so they only had four guys coming off the bench, and uh, you know you're going to rely on Tyler and, and Wayne to do their stuff and Willie to give uh, give Hassan a bit of a spell, and uh, that's when you really re- relied on them at least to get something done because when you take uh, uh, James Johnson out of the lineup, as you well know, off that bench. Uh, your bench uh, is, is totally gets totally depleted. I mean, they had 18 points last night, which was good enough for the win. But uh, I'm not really too surprised. I think that's probably the only way he could really go and feel comfortable about it. Mike, is there a justification to keep James Johnson in the starting lineup? Uh, would would that work? I know, as you just said, uh, it does deplete the bench greatly. However. The Heat was getting off to slow starts, and James Johnson seems to have alleviated that. Do you think James Johnson stays, or does Babbitt go back as the starter? Well, I'll tell you, that, that's the uh, multi-million dollar question, isn't it? I'm not too sure. I mean, uh, you know, J.J. certainly is familiar to starting. He started 32 games for the Raptors last season, and he gets his first start last night, and his numbers are off the charts. I mean, can we expect him to hit six trays again in a ball game? Well, that's a little bit unrealistic. Uh, would love to see it happen, but, uh, you know, he stepped up when he had to step up. The, you know, the great thing you get with him out on the floor, though, is the ball as, as an extra ball handler and a guy that's not afraid to drive and get inside and get to that, get to the rim, and, and also can obviously hit the long ball. But, you know, I had him on the postgame last night, and he said the basket looked like, you know, a peach, uh, like a big, huge 
basket, peach basket last night. It was so big because every time he, he put it up, he figured he was going to be able to, to, to put it in. I mean, he only missed two shots. It was 10 of 12 shooting and 6 of 7 from beyond the arc. So he just was in one of those rhythms last night. But I think he brings all those other things uh, uh, things to the floor. And I think with tomorrow night, with having the likes of a Valachunas out on the floor, and, uh, you know, he is so physical, J.J., it's nice to have that physical body out there. And he makes other teams adjust to him. And he, he really scares other teams. And, you know, he's got something to prove coming back to Toronto. Um, and James Johnson, we're talking to Mike Inglis here on 7-9 of the ticket. James Johnson also with the highest arcing threes that I've seen in a long time. Uh, yeah, 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 I'll tell you, he and Kemba Walker put one up, though, last night. That I thought it was going to bring down rain. I mean, I have no idea how that sucker went in, but he got nothing but net. But J.J. does the same thing, and it leaves his hands. Uh, unlike every time I see Wayne Ellington shoot, I think it's going in. Mm-hmm. He's got he's just he's just so – he's a Ray Allen, a so smooth. He's always balanced. He's always square to the basket. Uh, with J.J., he puts it up so high, and, uh, you know, it, it – drops who cares how what it looks like as long as it goes in the hole as they say all right so let's look at the rest of this schedule for the heat yeah. it's, it's not easy um and these teams all have something to play for at the moment toronto still competing for that number three seed then you get uh washington also in the mix for that number three seed cleveland which can wrap up the number one seed and then washington again with the three seed um what is sort of your anticipation as far as how those teams will handle these remaining games? Because that has as much to do with things as anything else does. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Uh, you know, I think as soon as Cleveland can wrap up the number one seed overall in the Eastern Conference, the better for Miami since they've got them on Monday at home. Uh, Washington, uh, you know, again, they're they're in a, a tight battle with Toronto, who got Lowry back last night, who had an amazing ball game coming back from wrist surgery with a double double and led them from a twenty point deficit to to a victory in Detroit, so they're battling at one another. So if those teams can continue uh, to, to maybe pick up some wins, unfortunately Miami's got Washington twice, it certainly would help if they decide to rest guys. But you know what? Look at what's happened already. You know, teams have rested players, and other and teams have been getting scalped by it. You know, you, you really you really got to watch yourself. It doesn't matter who's out on the floor; they're all getting paid on the same day. It's a different levels of income, but they all come to play. So uh, even if they rest players, uh, nothing is guaranteed. Mike, the Heat in the in the clutch in the last two or three minutes. We know that they've been searching for that one guy since yeah. Deion Waiters has been out. Is it okay to do it by committee? I mean, I, I think we saw the Atlanta Hawks uh, a couple of years ago, or last year, was it, with the four All-Stars and, and no mm-hmm. closer. It didn't serve them well. Does the Heat need to have that guy in Deion Waiters' absence, or can it go by committee? I, I think the latter. I think it's going to have to be by committee because everyone keys on Goran Dragic so much because of his driving ability. And, of course, Gordon is shooting. Uh, Dragic is, is shooting the ball so well right now. Uh, so I, I think it's, as, as the coach always says, you know, pass the ball around. Go from a good shot to a great shot. Who has ever got the opportunity, if you've got the five right people out on the floor, it's going to be that person. And no one's going to say, look at you take it, and everybody make sure you get this person the ball. It's going to definitely be by committee. And, again, go from good to great. You get the great shot. If it goes in, fabulous. If it doesn't, hey, you had a great shot at it. Talking to Mike Inglis here on 790 The Ticket. All right, uh, Goran Dragic last night. Uh, was tremendous, obviously, with the three ball. And I, I just have you seen something different with his form this year? It seems like he's much more. Uh, you talk about uh, Wayne Ellington's form and how he's always on balance. I feel like Goran has been able to slow the game down a lot. He takes that step back three very under control. 
But have you seen mm-hmm. something different from what you've seen from last year? Because he's shooting the three at such a higher percentage. Yeah, I don't know if it's totally noticeable, if I've, I've noticed anything in particular. I just think, as you pointed out there, Ethan, the confidence level, I, I think, is, is through the roof uh, now. I mean, obviously he doesn't have number three beside him anymore. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of, of, of pressure that's been put on him now without waiters in the lineup. But with waiters in there, it gave you two great ball handlers. And what, each one could play off the ball, depending on what was happening in a game for him. He's the guy. He's the guy that's getting everybody else involved. And I just think the confidence level, uh, his, his physicality is, is just amazing. Uh, and, uh, he, and he wants the ball. Uh, Shooting-wise, I, I don't know if anything has really changed. I think a lot of it's got to do with what's between the years and how hard he's worked at it right now. He's a guy you can't keep him off the floor. He, he'd play all 48 minutes if he had to. Obviously, you can't. You get exhausted. But he's just, I think, got that that psyche right now that is the type of ball player you want, someone that just wants to win no matter what. And uh, having him as your leader on the floor is great for Miami right now, in particular with so many of these injuries. Mike Wayne Ellington, what are you seeing from him since since the birth of his child? It, it seems as though he's been a little bit off. Is he pressing a little bit? Um, or what are you seeing with, with him and his shot? I, I don't. I don't think he's pressing. I think what's happened is teams are really have really noticed what's going on with him now. Uh, you, you certainly, you certainly can't hide him. I mean, I was looking at some numbers today. He hasn't had a ten-point game in the last seven and shooting twenty-five percent from downtown. Uh, some of that is misses, but a lot of that is teams are right on top of him. You're looking at some games where he's getting two, three, maybe four shots only because they know he comes off a screen and he's got that ball up. And, uh, you know, again, you think it's going in because it's such great form all the time, but uh, he, he certainly isn't hidden by, uh, by, by, by uh, any more from any teams if they wondered, oh, well, wait, he's not going to do a whole lot. Well, he will do a whole lot for you because he can score. I mean, he's got a season-high six trades made in a game this season, and he can get it done. And uh, Miami's going to need him to hit some of those baskets uh, uh, down this stretch here in these last few games. And, but I think it's more of what teams are doing for him as opposed to what he's doing out on the floor now we're talking to mike inglis mike little off the subject here i was curious for your thoughts on this the nba decided uh basically to change the way voting is done for Mm -hmm. the major awards taking the vote away from team broadcasters i always felt the team broadcasters are in sort of an uncomfortable position there a little bit with with with, uh with their ballots because uh you know again it's one of those things if you don't pick the 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 hometown guy then people look at you kind of sideways a little bit How, how do you feel about the change that the NBA has made. Well, you know, you know, I got a, a nice phone call. As a matter of fact, going down to our last home game from the NBA, and they told me this is what they were going to be doing. And uh, and you know what? And I, I I am totally on board with it. I think what what happened. Uh, the initial. Let's take a step back when when they decided to make public the votes. When the votes were secret, uh, I guess so-called secret. Uh, it, it was a little bit easier for. Uh, you to, uh, you know, if you thought it was Spolehead Coach of the Year or if you thought it was D'Antoni, you could vote your vote your conscience. When it became uh, out there in public on who you're voting for, that put a lot of pressure, I think, on, I mean, on, on, uh, on, the, on the guys with, with the ballots because just think how bad it would be if you didn't vote for your guy and that guy lost by, let's say, one first-place vote or a second-place vote or something. That puts you in a precarious position. So I think taking it away from us, even though we probably see more games uh, because we get to see all the teams and a lot of the people that are going to be voting, uh, but I think taking it away from them, it takes all the pressure on, on the, uh, off the broadcaster 
Rogers and uh, uh, puts it in someone else's hands, in particular with this new collective bargaining agreement and monies that are involved with it all. So I think it's the right move on their part. As much as I loved voting, uh, I'm sort of just going, okay, well, there's no pressure now for me to, uh, you know, to, to, you know, not vote for the person I really wanted to because of any type of pressure. But, you know, our team's never done anything like that. I'd put pressure on you to vote for anyone. But I think it's a smart move by the NBA. Mike, looking at the Eastern Conference playoffs overall, what do you, what do you think the Heat and the TV networks want as far as Dwayne making the playoffs, LeBron making the playoffs, and the Heat making the playoffs, and them <laughs> possibly facing each other? I'm guessing the networks want to see them all face each other. But what do you think, and what do you think is, is going on down there at 601 Biscayne Boulevard regarding that? Well, you know, I don't think Miami cares who they play right now because I think they just want to get in. And if they get in and if they get a little bit healthier, let's say Dion gets back and he's healthy enough, he, they're going to scare the bejeebers out of a lot of teams in the league. I mean, they've beaten Cleveland. Uh, they've been able to beat Boston, beat Toronto, you know, the, the Milwaukee, Washington, all the teams in front of them they've been able to beat. And over a seven-game series, you know, a best of seven, anything can happen. But uh, I think right now the, the, the main thing for Miami is next game, get in the playoffs, and then we'll worry about it. I don't think Cleveland really wants to see Miami, uh, but I think the networks would love to see Miami and Cleveland go at it just because of the history and what Miami did to them during the regular season. But, uh, I mean, just, there's just so many good teams uh, and, uh, and equal teams in the Eastern Conference in particular. It's going to be fun no matter what happens. All right, last one here for Mike Inglis. So uh, there are some fans who, if the Heat miss the playoffs, if they just miss, they finish ninth, they miss by a game, they miss by a tiebreaker, something along those lines, are going to say, well, was that worth it? You know, was that worth it because you could have had a lottery pick, the team was 11-30 and 30 at one point. How do you view that? Because it certainly seems like it has seemed worth it just in terms of having actual interest in the team here and what they're doing at this point of the season. Well, I, I think your goal always has to be winning. If your goal isn't winning, what the hell are you playing for? Okay, I mean, I mean, even if it's game number 82 and you're out of the way, the, the idea is to go on the floor and win the ball game. If you can get in the playoffs, that's what you're supposed to do. Who wants to be mediocre? I think Fisdale, with what he said uh, when he when he left Miami and he's now the head coach there in Memphis, saying, you know, mediocrity. I could just stay here and we could be mediocre the whole time. Who wants to be mediocre? You want to go and try to get better and win. And for guys like Josh Richardson, uh, you know, James Johnson, Rodney, Hassan, Ellington, Tyler, all these guys, getting in situations like this where these game, games are meaningful and getting to the postseason, it means an awful lot to them down the line for next season of what it's like. Now, hey, we got to the playoffs. Okay, here's the next step. we got to get to the next level. we got to get to the next round instead of going – well, okay, well, you know, we, we lost, but we got another great draft pick. Woohoo! You know, super. Uh, do you want to be Philadelphia all your life? No, I mean, look at them. They want to win, too, even though they got draft picks. But it, it, I've just never understood the idea of, hey, let's blow this season off just so we can get a number one pick. Because whoever knows if that number one pick's going to turn out to be good. And, again, I bring up, unfortunately, for Philadelphia, uh, look what's happened with some of the number one picks mm -hmm. with injuries. Uh, you know, hey, play to win the game. As uh, Herm Edwards would say, we play to win the game, and I think that's got to be your mindset. All right, you won the segment. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the, <laughs> Appreciate the time, Mike. Hey, enjoy the Please, day Mike. drinking, boys. All right, I'll try to stop stumbling. It's Mike Inglis, your voice of the Miami Heat here on 790 The Ticket. We'll come right back. I want to get into the, what the Lakers tried to do last night. I think the NBA needs to make a change. Uh, we'll be right back on 790 The Ticket.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.